easily is because the actor had a cold for the majority of the lines he recorded. That's why his scum is like, scum. They couldn't like redo it. They were just on <laughs> such a tight schedule that it's just like, no, that's the take. I don't think they're worried. Ship it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're worried, I guess, too much about it. Well, it's or- also like the Dark Soul with Light line because it's like, it's so emotionally charged just leave it. Or is it like, we should take another, his, his voice cracked, let's take another trip. Dark Souls with Light! <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Thanks time we blow this scene, get everybody and their stuff together. Okay, three, two, one, let's jam. Uh, Reed, we had to we're, delay we're, the podcast. We're not fucking talking about Cowboy Bebop here. Oh, yeah. In half oh, yeah. an hour. It's, oh, yeah. We're talking about no, video games. No, there's, there's not many video games to talk about, okay? We're going to briefly talk about Cowboy Bebop. Oh my god. Reed, you had an aneurysm when I described to you that I had been watching the live action Cowboy Bebop. Netflix is Cowboy Bebop. Uh, instead of the anime, yeah. which I have not seen yeah. at the time. I have now gone and watched it. I have not spoiled the end of the anime. I don't know what happens in the anime that doesn't or does happen in the live action. Okay. Only I can only say what I have... So it's a 10-episode arc in the Netflix show. Right. So they it's have to 24 fit... episodes, though, or 26 right. so, in the anime. So the anime takes its time to introduce the world... Uh, and then slowly introduce those extra characters. The live action show does the Game of Thrones thing where we're going to give you everybody up front. We're going to explain it all later. Um, which is fine from like a, a narrative point of view because the, the Netflix episodes are also an hour long. Uh, sure. But they do this by compromising on the stories throughout. So in the very first episode, uh, when he's got that mark who's like, they're selling like the red eye or yeah, yeah, blood yeah. eye in, in the, the anime. anime. Yeah. For some reason they needed to change that. I don't know why. It's so cool in the anime. Uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, and then they they completely change how that ends, and then they change uh, that like where the wife and the junkie just straight up fucking die, just blow up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they extend that, and the junkie's already dead in the ship when that happens. They try to like make a thing of it. Like he's he's been shot, and she loads him in the ship. He's already dead. Oh, so no, she's more I, like I a, like it. I like it better uh, when. Like, he's just going fucking crazy. Yeah, and she's just like, like, well... uh, Well, this is it, baby. (laughs) wrap it up. Uh, But, like, in that opening scene where he's, like, talking to her, and she's, like, leaning on the car, and he's, like, trying to talk her up, and then he just gets, like, strangled from behind. Uh, That's Faye shows up with a gun, and they introduce her there. Oh, that's... And her mark is the girl, and his mark is... So they, they... and they have like uh, meet cutes with Faye throughout, and then they eventually invite her. To yeah, the team, I could see why. Like, if you're like, we need to just introduce these characters, right. except why that's the route you would go. It's weird to me because the impression I I got from the anime was never that Faye is strictly a bounty hunter. It's more that she kind of just wanders right. and. Uh, I don't know if you've gone she, to the... She's a Bulma type. She's an opportunist. Yeah. I don't, yeah, yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yes. I don't know if you've gone to the anime with her yet. No. But. Um, yeah, like, it's never defined as her being a bounty hunter more as... She's Wait until the end of No Nut November. <laughs> <laughs> she's always going uh, to the next deal, so to speak. Right. Um, in the in the live action, she's a, she's a bounty hunter. Yeah, and I yeah. should also, gotta mention this anime dub. It's one of the most well-regarded dubs ever. In my opinion, one of the best dubs made. Sure. There's very few that I would classify as quote-unquote good. But this has Steve Blum as Spike Spiegel, obviously, uh, and does an effortlessly uh, cool, common, collected, yet, like, has that, like, like deep behind the Yahoo's Dante's Depressed sort of thing. That's the same thing with Spike. (laughs) Yahoo's. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, one weird thing, quick, about Don't Make Cry 3, okay? There's a cutscene where Lady in the game is telling Dante about how her dad killed her her mom and, like, betrayed her family. Yeah. And, like, they're playing piano. It's all sad. You know what Dante's doing during this cutscene? What's that? He's dancing around the bullets and he's literally yelling, Wahoo! Yeah! Woo! 
That's how he performs. <laughs> yeah. That's how. So, like, the major differences between... Uh, the anime and the live action? Yes. Uh, John Cho, who I keep misnoming as Frank Cho. He's fine. Like, all the characters in the live action are fine, but they are different. So, like, Spike in the anime seems a bit more bumbling, a bit more... He, like, he's wearing the big sombrero and stuff in the first step. Like, yes. doing disguises and he, stuff. Yes, he's cool. Yes. But the creators at any point are not afraid to make Spike look like an idiot. Yes. Yes. Because that's Spike's not supposed to be a badass. He's supposed to be competent yet relatable. He, competent in certain ways, but in other ways, like, there, there's a bumbling nature to it where they, they fuck up the bounties a yeah. lot, right? Yes. So the live action has that too, but that's more just, like, based on the violence and how dangerous the world that they live in is, where, like, their bounties keep getting fucking killed, and it's like, ah, fuck, well, I guess we don't get to eat this week. Yeah. Uh, other than that, they start the... Uh, the the So there's the rose falling, right? The anime yeah. and the live action both have that. The anime just lets that linger and be like, we'll explain that later. The live action is like, we are basically going to immediately allude to the fact that Spike is has has moved on from another life and that there's something in his backstory. The anime hasn't even touched on that yet. Oh, yeah, that's uh, disappointing. But they have to get to it because they're telling a... Like, Vicious is in the live action... I, I swear to God, he's a third of the show. Like, he's that, in and, yes, constantly. That is the craziest yeah. thing, because as an anime-only viewer, I can tell you that he's only in out of the 26 episodes, maybe five or six of them. Yeah. And his uh, his importance, obviously, he's a very important character, but he doesn't speak a whole lot, and what his part in the story is is very simplistic. Yes. He is that part of Spike's so, past. Right. He's supposed to be there to be representation of, I'm your past, I'm your guilt, I'm all these things. You literally have to fight me, your past, your guilt, all these things. So, blah, blah, blah. so they extend the love triangle. They blow it up. They Wait, what? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Julia and Vicious yeah, 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 and, and yeah, yeah. Fearless and Julia. Uh, but it's, so like, are, are Julia and, and, and Fearless together for like one night? No, in the anime, <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything for you, yeah. but the anime, there is no, there is a love triangle in one sense, but it's very one-sided is all Okay, because they, they rushed that part just to get to the, because like, okay, so I assume, without, you don't have to... Okay, as far as the anime yeah. goes, where the love triangle goes, you yeah. don't know who fucked who, or if anybody even fucked anybody, as far as you're aware. So in the live action, uh, Vicious has this deal going down with like a cartel out of like Neptune, and he sees one of the guys in the street and just beats him to death. So they want his head, basically. Fearless goes out and... D- obli- we're Who's Fearless? F- Fearless is, is Spike. What? Is Spike not called Fearless? Are you fucking with me right now? <laughs> no. Spike's, Spike's uh, gangster name was Fearless. N- no, that was... He's, it's just Spike in the anime? Okay, I've seen the anime twice dubbed. It's been definitely a few years at least since yeah. I've seen it. Spike's, Spike's absolute, his fake name. I have absolutely no fucking memory of Spike ever being called Fearless. He's okay. only ever called Spike and only ever t- tells people his name okay, is Spike. Okay, well, like, in the circles even he was Vicious running Vicious calls him Spike. Well, he learns that he's Spike later. No, but, but even, he, he no, was... but, like, in the anime, like, Vicious will never yeah. refer to him as Everyone fearless. from Spike's previous life refers to him as Fearless. Everyone. No. Everyone. That's not the case. I'm okay. assuming they did that for the show to make it a bit easier a to bit understand. separated. Because yeah. what, from what you're telling me, Spike's past plays so much more of an important role in the anime. I mean, Seems in the, that way. In the live action, sorry, than it does in okay, the is there Okay, is there an aspect, and we're, uh, is there an aspect in the anime where Spike doesn't kill kids? When he's when he's in the mafia, I think they allude to the fact that 
it's not the mafia that he's okay. in the anime. I'm just going to tell you what happens. They I don't do remember the, anything of They Golden do the Kings. big flashback episode nearer the end. The Game of Thrones style. We're going to we're going to pull back the curtain and sure, show you what sure, happened. Yeah. So Vicious kills this guy and basically uh, they want his head on a plate cuz he's he's fucked up. He stepped on the line. He's that, so violent that and that also uh, did not quick, happen. He's quick to anger. That uh, did, yeah, that did not happen. Julia and Fearless have their Fearless Spike have their thing. And they're basically, he's going to leave the mafia. He's going to leave that world behind. He's going to take Julia with him and they're just going to leave. No, not a thing. He goes out and uh, on behalf of Vicious, essentially, obliterates the Neptune cartel alone. Uh, Like he helps Vicious. No, Vicious is not there. Right, but he inadvertently, or well, like he, it no, was he done... does he does that to save his, to save Vicious's life. He gets told by the elder. What? Okay, so so Vicious is basically like Mark for death. This based is based on what he did. Man, this is like they were. This is this feels. Now you haven't watched the anime in a while, though, right? Right, but this stakes of Netflix being like the anime is too simplistic. How do we like spice this up? But it fucks it up because they're stretching out the part that the anime seems to compress. And keeps simple, whereas this is trying to make more of a thing out of it. There's two episodes in the middle of the anime, or around episode 10, I think, that will deal with Spike's past a little bit. Sure. And then, of course, at the end, like, the last two or three. I think this might even be the last two. Um, without trying to give too much away, it's much simpler in the anime. Vicious and Spike at no point have any form of alliance, pact, or trust. Anytime they see each other, it's like, Duke's up, we're gonna go for it. The thing with Julia is much more simplistic, and there is no real love triangle, I would call it. It's, like, you can figure it out for yourself. So she's a singer. Julia is. Sure. Um, And then, as far as Vicious (laughs) and... They're not in the Mafia in the anime, they're in the Triad. Okay. Um, This is like... This just seems like uh, cyberpunk style. There's a bunch of different Mafia outfits. They're like, like, we don't want to piss off China, we're not going to talk about it. There's no mention of the Triads. They are just a... In the anime, they're both part of the Triad. Spike's past was a Bluetooth. No, so what are they called? They're called something. They're called like the Council or something. Yeah, no, no. There is definitely like a group of elders that Vicious talks to in the anime. But as far as I remember, it's a lot simpler how he gets power. It's more like, I'm just going to take it sort of thing. He you know kills I mean? them. Yeah, like he, I'm, per, if one I remember, he just fucking kills them and he takes over the tribe. Like, it's, okay. it's done in like a minute. Okay. Like, he's like talking to them and they're like, no, nah, stop being a shithead. And but so, she's like, no. So they looked at that scene and they saw, oppor- Netflix did. They yeah, saw they an opportunity, opportunity that that would be a, a big scene to make a. Right, but the strength of Cowboy Bebop is not about these. Uh, overarching plot episodes that deal directly with Spike's past or like right. the chain with Vicious. So that's why it's, sh- it's about yeah. these isolated episodes that deal with nothing fucking at all except cool shit. Right. There's so, an episode in the, in the anime called I'll always remember called Heavy Metal Lady because it's about space truckers who listen to heavy metal music and they're trying to go through warp, warp points that are defective. Okay. It's like the best fucking. It's like the coolest fucking episode. <laughs> <laughs> so at a certain point, Vicious learns that uh, Spike is alive. Yeah. Uh, and he starts sending assassins after him. Does this happen in the anime? No. Okay, so well, then... I mean, like... What I felt no. when I was watching the live action, not having seen the anime, was they are co-opting the different marks and bounties that they're after, and instead of making them just bounties that they're after, they're making them uh, over-the-top villains that Vicious has actually no. s- sicked on him. Uh, there's very little... Ep- there's very small... Ep- <laughs> there's very few episodes, sorry, in the anime that deal directly with violent criminals that they're right. trying to apprehend. Okay. It's mostly like 
do this thing or that thing or this odd job or you're stuck in this weird situation and yeah. then you encounter wacky people but they're not necessarily antagonistic so this this sounds a lot more like they're like we need to make this a bit more serious have a more of a plot yeah as opposed to d- just individual random as fuck episodes like there's gonna be episodes that you love later that like like we're just gonna have an episode about drugs and our characters are gonna be on drugs for three minutes. <laughs> Why not? And then we're gonna have uh, another episode where it's like, hey, we really like Alien, so we're just gonna rip that off for. Like, okay, yeah. Minutes. So that, so that's a. There's also like the action. There's a lot of kung fu in the live action. Yes, and there there's is some of it in the anime. In the anime, though, there is I would say one thousand percent more shootouts. And 10,000% more vehicle shootouts. Yes, there's more vehicle There is stuff. no vehicle shit in the live action Yeah, and there's lots of gun stuff. Uh, yes, yeah. and way less gun stuff in the in the live action. Yeah, but that's more so the beginning, middle, and end. The in-between... A lot of people pointing guns at each yeah, other. The in-between yeah. <laughs> in point of um, Cowboy Bebop is where it really excels. And it starts to delve into the individual characters and sure. their arcs and stuff like yeah. that. I think I told you around, I think it's around episode 16 or so, it's... That's around when they cover a lot of phase stuff. Yeah. Of course, they do it really as well. But phase stuff in the anime is some of the most well done, like, not sad necessarily, but very sombering, like, goddamn, this shit. It's it's a tonal shift that in the show is tougher because the episode's an hour long. So yeah. you have that stuff tucked in to an episode that also has, like, crazy hijinks and, like, yes, yes. and that stuff it's where e- it's easier to pull off. When, in an anime, if you're like, no, the whole episode's the somber is the is the key, yeah. it's harder to do in live action. Anyway, the, the performances of the actors and stuff at anime compared to what I've seen of them is, like, fine. Like, that's all good. It's just, obviously, the structurally, they've blown it up, and I'm to understand that they do something in the ending uh, that is vastly different. And yeah, I really uh, lo- and everybody loves the anime ending. It's very yeah. high, highly regarded. Um, and also, you can't beat that '90s style animation. It's fucking gorgeous. Like Th- that. So like, Cowboy Bebop came out in 1998 or something like that. Yeah. And uh, yes, it looks. It's it's. Uh, how do I put this? They didn't phone it in. Uh, you know, in certain animes where you're just like. Well, the car's moving, so you see like stuff bobbing in yeah, the background, yeah, yeah, yeah. and this person's talking, so they're moving. But everybody else in the car is maybe not even blinking; they're just doing this. Cowboy Bebop, no, every everything is is especially with the space thing and the anti gravity and the stuff yeah. they do in the anime, and, and they have such uh, a distinct style of the yes. retro future. So, like the live action, I was like I said, the Silent Hill movie, like that's a movie where wow, they kind of nailed the look, and but the, then changed because like it doesn't something. make sense for there to be nurses here if. If James isn't if James here, isn't here because he's not because he's uh, horny <laughs> yeah because he's so horny me so horny uh, so that's the uh, that's that's the it's fine it was like I didn't I'm like this this is I've seen awful uh, interpretations of yeah, things I, like this I before haven't, this seems, I haven't seen any of the Netflix because I've seen all the animes I haven't yeah. seen any of the live action adaptations such as Bleach Fullmetal Alchemist or Death Note or anything like sure. that. And, and they've done all of them. Because, because like. in my opinion, all these things were made specifically for the medium of manga, which very easily translates into anime, of course. Well, it's easy to also then, if you structure it that way, if you're like, okay, we don't want to move forward on the main plot, we can spin in circles for 30 episodes, yeah, like, 30 books, or whatever. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I got like a main final arc in mind, but before that, I'm going to have three arcs. Yeah. Here's going to be my tournament arc, where all the kids in high school have to fight each other for yeah. a reason. <laughs> tournament arc. There's I, a beach every, episode. Everybody, everybody gets... <laughs> 
Okay, it doesn't matter what happens, Lee. If you're watching a Shonen and the tournament arc starts, everybody gets fucking hyped. Because yeah. it's basically just eight continuous episodes of sick fights. It's just uh, who would win, uh, basically. So you're not looking forward to the Netflix Berserk adaptation, then. As, uh, that doesn't exist. I'm sorry for even saying that. Oh, God, you made uh, my heart skip a fucking uh, beat. But why wouldn't they... Uh, well, like, that's such a tricky <laughs> thing that who owns the property now that Miura has passed away. Somebody does, because... and I bet they like money. Oh, man. It, it, like, no. Okay. The, what they do first is you get the guy who made the Castlevania anime. Yeah. And be like, just do Berserk. Do a Berserk anime. Because your violence and your art style is perfect for Berserk. Yeah, and then you go fits. to Japan and you're like, yeah. hey, you're like, you know those awesome voices you guys had for the 2017 anime that nobody liked? Yeah. Get those voice actors to put in this fucking anime. Right. So, but then you're you're looking at Cowboy Bebop and you're like, this is something that is, maybe it's not as highly regarded as Berserk, but it's it's a top five anime for a lot of people. Oh, no, no. Uh, well, they're different, but, but, different things. Berserk is top one manga of all time. Cowboy Bebop is... <laughs> top one of one. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> um, and then Cowboy Bebop's an anime only. Cowboy Bebop did not start as a manga. It went the reverse route. It made a manga from the anime. Wow, like Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, wait. Yeah, right? Pokemon anime existed before the Pokemon manga, right? No, manga came after... Yeah, I don't know. That's, uh, that's tough. Anyways. Video games. I'll watch more of that anime and we'll, we'll come back around to it. I, 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 I was playing Skyrim. But I'm it sorry. is good, sorry. right? Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, the anime is good. Yeah. yeah. But the live action is not bad, I yeah. think is what I'm trying to say. But yeah, I think you'll you, you really, gotta like Vicious because yeah. there's a lot of him. I think you'll really start to enjoy the anime once it picks up its boots around episode 10. Yeah. And you have all the characters and everything. But yeah. Yeah. Video games. Video games. Skyrim. Anniversary edition. You played it. Mm-hmm. How's the Creation Club content? It's it's really good because it's all on at the same time. So it's basically like playing Skyrim. It feels like the first time... It feels like the... No. It feels like uh, playing a ha- enhanced version of a game that you know very well. And therefore you can pick out all the little things that have been added in the corners. So this adds everything. It adds a survival mode, which I'm playing. It adds new items, spells... Uh, blah blah blah, and it's all Creation Club. So it started as a mod, and now it's been legitimized, and you pay money for it. Let me ask you this then: Sure, if you had a PC yes. with the capabilities of modding this game, right. would you have bought this? Uh, yes, and here's why: uh, I like officially stamped content because it's typically better than modded. Content. It's it's folded into the game. It's meant to be there. Bethesda has looked at it themselves and folded it into their official game, and they have given it to me in this. If you were to buy all this Creation Club stuff separately. Not recommended because yeah. it is Bethesda's prices are ridiculous. As a package, the anniversary edition, and again, if you're not someone who heavily already mods Skyrim, I get it. There's better mods out there yeah, yeah, yeah. for all of these things, uh, but this injection of quests and spells, a lot of strangulation spells. For I, I don't know why people thought that's what was missing from Skyrim, but now you can go around like Darth Vader and people. It's 2021. So uh, you're the trophy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I want to eat your ribs or whatever <laughs> else that motherfucker was talking about. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, it's good. It's uh, the the visual update's good. I'm imagining it's even better if you have a next gen console. Uh, oh, there's the, fishing. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> one of those things uh, again that could be fixed through modding. Yeah, like I'm curious if there's if there was just be a quick even on Steam just an upgrade option. If sure. it was like ten bucks, I'd get. It, but I probably wouldn't pay. I think over it's like four, twenty or thirty, but you get like hundreds of dollars of content. Right, but I probably uh, wouldn't. Yeah, like because if I actually go through the list of the Creation Club stuff, the yeah. actual stuff I pick and choose that I'd actually want to use actively, like would be few and far between. Like, like I'm playing like, survival mode, which takes out fast travel, which is the which is the deal breaker for people. If they're like, oh, I like the idea of a survival mode. I have to level up on sleep. I have to sleep and eat, or my bars start going down. There's there's a temperature. 
Uh, so if you're in colder areas, you have to wear... There's an actual warmth stat on all your gear now. So it's like, yeah, I can put on all my plate mail to fight this dragon, but now I'm actively freezing to death on the side of this mountain. I like that shit, and I like it in an official capacity like it is here. Yeah. Uh, but I understand it's not for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, all those items are already in the game. So when I play Skyrim, if I'm feeling immersed, I'm already sleeping and eating. Now the game is just basically telling me, like, here's the... We set timers on these things... Uh, to tell you when to do it and then the cooking's expanded and all that stuff's expanded uh, so you know if I see a deer I'm more likely to go out of my way and kill it because I need that leather I need all that shit there's backpacks in the game you're you can... making me want to play survival boots so, no like it's <laughs> like here's the thing though like if, if you like playing Skyrim in an immersed uh, sense uh, this is a really quick A to Z way to play Skyrim uh, with some extra new stuff in there, stuff that will you'll be like, oh, I don't remember this because it wasn't there. That's fun. And then the survival mode on top of that, having to plan your... You can make a camping site. Uh, so if you, you're in the middle of nowhere and you're like freezing to death or whatever, you just need to make a fire. You can craft a camping site and sleep kind of wherever. Um, carrying capacity is super reduced, so you have to make these backpacks and bags that give you added carrying capacity. It also makes you... Uh, when you're in a dungeon, you have to really make those hard decisions where you're just like, I can't carry yeah. 80 shields out of here. I just don't have the capacity for it. I have to pick and choose what I'm, what I'm grabbing here. And every little thing you're given becomes so special. Like, if you get a ring with an enchantment on it, you're like, oh, 12% magic regeneration? It means so much in a survival mode where it just doesn't in other... So I recommend it uh, as a package. If you, Obviously, if you haven't played Skyrim before, yeah. what the fuck? But uh, that game is still... You know, people like to meme on it. People like to be like, ooh, release a new game already. It's just like... Do they have to? <laughs> they've released games after Skyrim, and we're still going back to Skyrim. Like, Fallout 4 is out there, and like... <laughs> it's still the number one modded game on Nexus mods all these years later. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's so big. 16 times the detail. Everybody likes a uh, good open-world fantasy game, what can I say? Turns out, yeah. Yeah. For better or worse. Uh, real quick, I want to talk about XO1. This is a game that's on Game Pass. I assume it's on other consoles and stuff, too. This is a... I want to call it a chill flying a UFO sim, but it's a little more than that. Uh, so you are fed story in a very horror way. Uh, there are humans talking. You see, like, subtitles and stuff like that, but the the sound is garbled. You can't quite make, make it out. And this seems like a game where things like that are deliberate. You have these crazy flashbacks of Jupiter and this, like, astronaut team. And from what I can tell, uh, you are on, like, a, a manned mission on the other side of the asteroid belt to Jupiter or deep space in the solar system or something. You, they discovered an alien craft or they encountered aliens. Something went wrong and everybody got wiped out. And one of these astronauts is trying to drive the UFO back to Earth. I think that's what's happening in this game. Uh, but to do that... You end up on these different alienscapes and you find like light, like these big towers that shoot you real fast and they take you to another... So you have no idea where you are, how deep in space you are, or if you're even headed in the right direction. Uh, and then you see like another craft, you see another sh ship. So you're now trying to follow this ship and just figuring out what's going on. And everything that's fed to you is in these garbled like text logs and remembering. You'll just be randomly driving this UFO. And the whole game is like, the, the graphics are like moody, like dune, like... It looks realistic. Like, it looks, like, scary and, like, spacey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, volcano planets and, like, planets with, like, huge deserts and stuff like that. And you're using the two uh, shoulder buttons, basically. You're, the ship is a ball. Uh, you can increase gravity on the ship to pull it to the Earth. So if there's a slope, you can hit the slope and get, like, a lot of momentum. Then you hold the other stick to flatten out, and then you look like a traditional UFO. Uh, so it's all momentum-based. You're, like, going down these slopes and then, like, planing over you get uh, a dive and stuff like that if you go through clouds and different weather and stuff 
Uh, it actually propels you up. So the actual flying of the ship is relaxing and chill and like quite fun. But it, the game's like a horror game. So you'll like be driving through a cloud and everything's honky-dory. And you're just driving your UFO and having a good time. Getting the hang of it. And there'll just be like flashes on the screen of like Jupiter. Or like an astronaut's face. And it like keeps you on edge the whole time. Like in a creepy way. I recommend it. It's really... It's X01. It's called XO1. Very effective. If you have Game Pass, check this fucking thing out. Um, I keep coming back to it. It's like... It, I like the storytelling too. Imagine Journey, but if there was a little bit more to the story. Yeah. I think uh, of all these Game Pass games now, uh, like in 12 minutes, where there's going to be yeah. some secret incest. <laughs> it's like you get the, the ship is your sister and you've been fucking it the whole time. <laughs> yeah. No! <laughs> no! No, I'm like, I sacrificed! Uh... What what am I what, what was the word I think lonely if I could describe the word the game in one word it's lonely it's the sense of something has gone terribly wrong I'm alone I'm I'm deep space all I have is my wits about me and, and learning how to fly this ship to get home and what the fuck is going to happen and it's uh it's very effective in that in that regard very few games can do lonely you know we're just like, man, I'm playing something that like people that, worked on. It's but. like that movie uh, where people get stranded scuba diving in the ocean and they're just, they're just yeah. treading water for Speaking of half. which, Subnautica was another game. It's a survival game where you you crash on a on an ocean planet, essentially. And it's another game where you just feel like there's, there's no one. It's like you're surviving and you're trying to make it. But ultimately, until the story starts to unfold, you're like, but to what end? Like, what what am I doing? Like, that's the UFO thing that where it's cool. It's just, just when you're thinking... Where's this going? Suddenly, like, something shows up. Even another ship flying on the horizon. You're like, what the fuck is that? Because you haven't seen anything. It's fucking cool. Games. Games, uh, baby. I played some Halo Infinite. You've kind of said all that needs to be said on that. Uh, very solid. It's and for tight. free, tight. It's tight. 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 Yeah. Uh, I love the time to kill. I think I'm over... Or at least things go in waves, right? So I think I'm over the Battlefield Call of Duty quick time to kill. They get the drop on you. Yeah. You're dead. Uh, Destiny was a cool combination of those things where you felt like the time to kill was enough that you could juke out of the way and re-engage your enemy. But you still Halo's the off. ultimate version of that, yeah, right? Yeah. Where it's like, this guy's shooting at me. I think he's I think he's got me beat here, so I'm just going to go in this little doorway here for a second, wait for him to come around the corner, and I'm back! Yeah. Uh, it's great. It's tight. It's good for free. Yeah. Um, nothing to complain about in that regard. Pokemon, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, the Poffin making. So on the DS... It was on the bottom screen. You'd dump your berries into the poffin maker. Did you not do any of this? No. Okay. No, <laughs> so, go no good for you. Because you almost have to do it just to see how awful it is. You dump the berries into the poffin maker. The poffin increases your Pokemon's uh, like coolness and a lot of beauty and stuff for the contests. Uh, the poffin minigame is... Uh, it tells you which way to, to circle the poffins. And you just take your stylus... And you go like this. And then it's like, no, go the other way. And then you go like this. And if you go too fast, it spills. And if you go too slow, it burns. And then you get shit. Uh, it takes way too long. It's not fun. There's no skill involved with it. Uh, because on the fucking Switch, dude, if you're not using the touchscreen, which I assume you can use, you have to use a, a fucking analog stick. And you are literally sitting there doing one of these on your analog. Like doing the, the Mario Party 2. Oh, so I'm going to purposely give my controller joy and stuff. It's, it, yes. Uh, it's awful. I, I feel like of anything in this game, they should have enhanced that. It is easily one of the worst features in Pokemon ever. Yeah, just don't uh, do it like me. The contests are a rhythm game in this game. Uh, they, they, I think, later went back to the traditional contests of 
your moves become like they do something different and uh yeah that stuff's fine i don't know anybody who's super into the meta of contests at all but nobody uh it's it's likely nobody you're right otherwise that game uh continues to surprise and be a lot of fun and uh they added a lot of features into that game that weren't there initially that are, are pleasant. And as an old school Pokemon fan, I'm enjoying it. That's it. Right? Well, I think that's all that needs to be said about that game at this yeah, point. Yeah, man. It's, um, it's, it's classic Pokemon. And in that regard, there's literally nothing to discuss. Because, yeah. like, what's new about it? I forgot that the un- there's unknowns in Pokemon. Yeah, the unknowns yeah, yeah, are yeah. a thing, man. Can we talk about that? Okay, so there's a tower. I assume this is where you were catching Ghastly's. That, like, the yeah, funeral sure. tower with the, the, the tombstones yeah, yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it acceptable in the Pokemon universe that we all just we we like stand on top of graves of Pokemon graves and have Pokemon battles? Does that not seem weird to you? It might be on that there's and they're not just like channelers and stuff like there was in like Lavender Town. This is like farmers and yeah, like, like little kids like yeah at lunchtime like I'm gonna go have some Pokemon battles in the graveyard. It seems yeah. fucking. Seems I funny. would, but if Pokemon existed, I'd be like, fuck you, who wants to Pokemon battle then? That's where you find all like, the hot uh, goth Pokemon trainer chicks yeah. battling in the, <laughs> the Dictating goth <laughs> Pokemon trainer. That's right. That's <laughs> right. You know. Uh, Starfield. What about it? They released, uh, they released a seven-minute featurette. Todd Howard, game director... Uh, I was talking about you. Can, you can look this up uh, later. I think it's mostly just like concept images. I don't think they showed like oh, gameplay or anything. Yeah, who cares? Uh, it looks like a Bethesda game, um, yeah. even in even in these images. Same but engine or what? I believe it's the game. Yeah, yeah, I believe yeah. it's the game. Be honest. Uh, in the video, Ta- Howard and company discuss what it means to make a new Bethesda title, and how the studio's legacy have helped shape the direction of Starfield. Howard even mentions Bethesda's signature step out moments when players first get to see the game's world in full, and teases that Starfield has two of them. Okay. Even more step out moments. Twice the amount of world opening. Wow. Uh, like your eyes are opening for the first time. Um, the, 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 they want to make a game that players can get lost in for hours, so become recognizable stories to tell their friends whether they're saving the world or other adventurers through space. I don't want to save the world in a. In, I don't want to save a world in these games because no. that means that the main quest is always the well, same. Well, there's a bunch of worlds. Just go to a different one. Yeah, save multiple worlds. <laughs> yeah. Save Kava- the planet Kavach. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they, they showed some of it. Some of the, the architecture and stuff uh, will look like a, a Space Age Fallout to you. Some of the like, the more dungeon-y kind of areas and the items and stuff throughout. But it does look different. It does look like there's robots and sci-fi. And this isn't something that we've necessarily seen before from them. So, again, it's going to be on Game Pass. So what the fuck? I'm just like waiting to download it, right? Yeah. Uh, Rockstar has updated GTA Trilogy and fixed hundreds of bugs in these games that were... The, the real tragedy here is, like, this is like someone took Pink Floyd's The Wall and they they take took it from stereo format to monaural and then, like, chopped the decibel level down and cut the bass out of, the, out of it. And they're like, okay, The Wall Definitive Edition. Also, you can't listen to the old The Wall anymore. And you plug it in, you're like, well, it's The Wall, definitely. Like, it's it. But why these changes? Why... And if you made these changes, why not let me listen to the old one again? Why is this the definitive edition to you? Rockstar is so meticulous with these games when they were coming out. Even though they were coming out in such quick succession, they were everything had to be perfect. When you think of those, like the original San Andreas on PS2, how fucking perfect those games are. And you could say it's a sign of the times that a PS2 game cannot be patched. And sometimes you leave a porno minigame in there. Yeah. Uh, and then in current days, it's just like, well, release it and we'll fix it afterwards. But like... If you look at Cyberpunk, release it, and we'll fix it afterwards. Well, it's been a year, and you're still fixing it afterwards. 
at least in the case of Cyberpunk, it's a new game, not re-releasing something that was already what what people would consider sound from a bug point of view. Unbelievable, Reed. Unbelievable. 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 Hey, we didn't talk about what I played this. What did you play? Um, well, besides <laughs> the Pokemon and the Halo, which we pretty much I thought that was it. Covered. No. Oh yeah, DMC. DMC Five Special Edition. Not only. Did I beat the game last week with Virgil, but I went back and beat what is technically the second hardest difficulty, Legendary Dark Knight mode. Wow. It's the equivalent of their hard mode, except it spawns literally ten times as much enemies, so it becomes almost like a Dynasty Warriors game, except you get to play as Virgil. Um, With the same mechanics and like everything is the... Yeah, there's just a lot of fucking enemies coming at you. Um, It's good and bad (laughs) for a lot of things. It's really easy to build up style, style meters when like... 20 axe guys are coming at you and you do the mirage blade blast and you hit him with the void slash and they just fucking shatter and you get triple s's out of the thing and the guy just keeps yelling smoke and sexy style you're like yeah um fucking absolutely wonderful game so much so that i'm going back through with the regular mode with the regular characters on hard because i'm just fucking loving it so much so badass uh like i'm not like a fighting (laughs) i'm not like a fighting game guy or anything like that but it's a character action game yeah but Yes, but like so many mechanics can translate to something like that as far as time sure. of combos yeah, yeah, yeah. goes. Um, I think the big hump of the game was just understanding, <laughs> you know, what? Um, was understanding that all combo or all special moves, you could say, basically, are either some variation of like delays, like triangle, triangle, wait, triangle, 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 yeah. or like back, forward, triangle. Or uh, air back for a triangle. Like, just very basic. Ah, the stinger. <laughs> yeah. The so back four triangle yeah. with Virgil uh, is, um, shoots him up like that. But the best one with Virgil is yeah. forward back triangle. Oh, he shit. shoots out a thing to the air, turns his back, and she's, and the thing that's in the air is still there. But when he she's it, it explodes and fucking pop up. It's so fucking cool. See, that's what Skyrim's missing. We yeah, mods um, for that. Yeah. I was very surprised about how did it, good I did in the game. I only had to revive a couple times against Dante at the end, who, like, it, like in that mode, he's just like, Swordmaster, 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 Royal Guard, Swordmaster. <laughs> he's just fucking going there with, like, his six weapons. And yeah. Especially because he has Bruce Lee noises when he has his dunchucks. It's the most annoying fucking thing. Um, but it's on sale right now. You can get, uh, especially Virgil. <laughs> what? Free plug. For but it's on, you can get Virgil. Yeah. I'm just saying it's like 20 bucks. It's one of the fucking best. Join the Virgil army today. Yeah, there's, there's so much replayability. <laughs> there's four different characters to play as and get good with and spend sure. all this time with, especially with like the Bloody Palace and stuff. Cool, um, man. Yeah, one of, the, one of the fucking best times I've had. All those games. Hey, game so, recent memory. God of War. What about it? Devil May Cry. Devil May Cry. Have you played Dante's Inferno? <laughs> No, I've seen playthroughs. I you think should back play in Dante's Inferno. I, I don't need to play Dante's Inferno. I would be very curious to hear your thoughts on the final boss of Dante's Inferno. Why? What is it? Just you fight me. Satan, and he's got like a six foot long cock flopping around. No way. Yeah, it's real. Look it I, up. Yeah, look I gotta up. look. This well, maybe up. wait till you're at home. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, um, me and my buddy played through that game kind of like in a sitting. It's like a, it's like the early God of War. So it's like yeah, four yeah. hours long or something yeah, yeah. like that. And, uh, of course, uh, the main character there, his, his lady, has been taken by the devil, and she's just kind of laissez-faire uh, in the game. But, man, that, that devil's been wrecking ass with that dick. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's it, well, like because it's a PS3 game. So imagine PS3 physics 
just on a dong while you're fighting a character. So they're just like have it's like thirty <laughs> dancing around. It's like thirty frames. It's yeah, gonna do a big frames. sweep attack. <laughs> Sixty frames per it, second. It gets all the Same classic say the big sweep attack, the big slam That's attack. Right. Yeah. It shoots if it big, glows red, you can't block it. Yeah, it shoots out a big laser at some point. <laughs> it does like the Final Fantasy uh Valfour laser where it shoots yeah. the line and then it explodes after yeah. a few does seconds. Does the swiggle Yeah. Uh they uh they never followed up Dante's Inferno. I wonder why. Oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah, wasn't much more to say, I guess, after the do- the dawn. Like, it feels like when it comes to like the very. Or when it comes. Okay, <laughs> another side note about that. When I heard, when I first heard the meme, the time is coming, so have I. I thought it was just that a meme. Yeah. Then I listened to the Del May Cry Four song, "The Time Has Come." The first fucking words out of that song yeah. is yeah. "The Time Has Come," and so have I. I'm like, Jesus Christ! It's not. It's not. The thing with Devil May Cry is uh, memes in reality are completely. They're they're well like. Did Dante have a piece of pizza in his mouth and kill a bunch of demons while screaming Yahoo? Dude, that happened. Do you remember when he was running down mm. the tower and he threw his sword and it started to get so fast it was like burning and then he shot <laughs> the sword so it went even faster down more defense? Yeah. So fucking cool. Dante's a cool guy. <laughs> Dante's sweet. You All don't right. need to drink or smoke to be cool. Please. Just need. Just need pizza. Just need that Sparta food. blood in you. Yeah. Uh, at Iceberg Podcast is us on Twitter. Leah says Facebook.com is my email address. Send us questions, topics, anything you find interesting. We might too. We might put it on the show. Uh, for myself, Lee, and for Reed, thanks for signing up for the Public Beta Podcast. We'll talk to you again shortly, I guess. Yeah. This weekend, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Bye. Bye.